Howdy, cosmic friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Frankie 411 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Overson. And yes, you could call me Frankie. What's the 411 on today's episode? Let's dive in and find out. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Frankie 411 podcast. I am so glad to be joined today by my friend George Monty from the True Life podcast, founder of True Life Media, author and all around wonderful human being. Hello, George. Hello, Haley. Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited to be on the 411 podcast. I hope your day is going beautiful. It's been magical thus far. It's so wonderful. I just got done with another podcast. I can't. I cannot believe sometimes the amount of wonderful human beings the universe brings to me. It's so very exciting. And I'm so happy to talk to you because I love your energy. Well, thank you. I'm, uh, you know, I've always found that there's always something to be excited about. And if you just find a way to coax the beauty out of the ugly, your life will be amazing. (laughs) That is so 100% true. I agree with, I could not agree with you more. I would. So tell us about because we didn't get to talk. We didn't get to talk about you before um, because we were on your podcast. We were doing the let's talk about me. Now let's shift it around. How did you come to decide that you needed to start a podcast and talk about all of these wonderful, expansive topics and, and put more beautiful energy into the world? Well, thank you for the question. And um Hmm. I think it stems from a long-term fascination with the world around us. I'm I'm really curious, and I've always been curious, and I, I've always known there's more. And whether I was driving a truck or hanging out with my wife or my daughter or going surfing, like there was just this unsatiable quest for for more. Like I wonder what that is, and maybe it starts with the question why. I was at, I always find myself asking, like, why, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. And as I was going through life, I was doing pretty well. And I, I just got to a point in my life. I'm almost 50 now. And I got to a point in my life where I was 45 and I was just consuming so much media. And it was fascinating to me. I would listen to authors and audio. I used to crush audiobooks. I would do like 100 audiobooks a year. And Ooh. I just, yeah. Right. And just running through them. Just running through them, you know? And I thought to myself, Man, I think I could I think I could do this. And it's it's so weird. The more you fill yourself up with stuff, the more stuff starts coming out. It's like you get input and then you get output. That's so I just, 100% yeah. true. There's that balance and 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 then you start to get your own flavor with all these things cuz you spend so much time with it and how, what what's my outlet now? Right? Yeah. How do I what do I do? Yeah. Do you find the same thing like you you fill yourself up and then it's like, okay, now I'm full. Now what do you do? I a hundred percent agree with that. I resonate with that so much that it's like I filled my head and my energy space yeah. with all this stuff. Uh, what do I create with it now? We got to you bring it all in and then you got to breathe it all out. Right. Like it, it's got to be a balance and a back and forth. It's so true. It's it's almost like. Everything is necessary, all the trouble, all the trauma, all the stress, all these times where you're like, why me? Mm-hmm. And you get to a point in your life like, oh, that's why. And all of a sudden. Like the spark of creation is ignited inside of you, like a pilot light in a furnace. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the heat and the warmth begins to radiate outwards in this act of creativity. So I think that that's how it kind of started. I love that so much. That is such a beautiful visual. And I'm such a visual person. So I thank you very much, friend. I love it. 
Yeah. But, so, but like, tell us then about why do why why this, I guess, sort of concept area, right? So, so what is it about George's life that made him so very curious? Is there something? Was it? Were you born a curious soul, or or did you have? What's the contrast that helped you decide that you needed to find the beauty in it? I suppose, right? Yeah. Well, I think that it stems from like loneliness and abandonment on some level. And I think that most people who find themselves searching for a creative outlet are in some ways trying to find a piece of the puzzle that makes them whole. And for me, like I like most kids in America, maybe not most kids, but my parents got divorced at an early age and mm-hmm. and you know, I was a I was a Gen Xer, so I was like a latchkey kid. And I was always kind of alone. And I didn't mind it. Like, I liked being alone. But I, I started looking for ways to keep myself occupied. And it was like, okay, I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to try this thing out. And, and when you're alone, like, you have a lot of time to think. And so I began thinking about, you know, what, what, do I feel alone? What does it mean to feel alone? What does it mean? Is it abandoned alone? Or is alone just finding ways to really love yourself and so i I think it stems from this idea of of figuring out relationships i think that's what the younger version of me grew into curiosity it's like okay well let me go investigate this i love that so much because everything you said is absolutely my childhood like (laughs) imagine that yeah right like this is why we connected and why we get along so well like i was kind of that loner kid you know i i i was alone a lot and you you have that sort of you can see both sides of the yeah. coin, the the abandonment negative side and then the OK, well, but there's this time to explore myself a little yeah. bit. Right. And and yeah. finding creative outlets to do that. Like I do resonate with that a lot. And I think probably a lot of people come from a space like that. Right. And yeah. and from wh- what is this loneliness and, and do I need to be so upset about it or you know is there a purpose for it is there something that i need to be spending time looking at it's it's definitely a conversation that is like you it's like you can hear the things that are going on in my head sometimes the way that you put it it's like you're you're right in there with me i am i i think that a lot of us have especially at a young age you know the idea of language has really sort of become a great friend of mine. It became the lens through which you see the world. When you understand the world is made of language, then you understand that abandonment is freedom. Just a different word for it. It's like, am mm-hmm. I abandoned or am I totally free to do whatever I want? Ooh, these people think they're abandoning me, but they're just giving me freedom. <laughs> I got them. <laughs> so great. But that's exactly what I, again, I love that about you. You've got that <laughs> mindset of thinking about it in a positive way. Right. Like it's that that's such a brilliant way to view it. You know, they think that they've left me all alone in the world. But look at what I get to do now. I'm going to go make all kinds of trouble by myself. Nobody's babysitting me. What kind of things can I get up to? All kinds of no good. I tricked them. They thought I'm (laughs) (laughs) They have no idea. I'm smarter than all of them. Pull the wool over all their (laughs) eyes. I love it. That's so, so great. So. You have these wonderful little adventures you take then meeting Mm. all these people that you get to talk to on your podcast, which is one of the things I love about this little game that we play. So tell me then 
has there been, would you say, what would you say has been a little bit of an evolution for you from where you started to where you are in terms of uh, maybe any of your mindsets or is, are you sort of in a place that you didn't expect to be from when you started? Yeah, this is a great question. And I want to talk, I want to, I want this message to go out to anybody who's podcasting and thinking about starting a podcast or thinking about thinking about starting a podcast. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. You should do it, but don't do it. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't say that. You should definitely do it. When I started, I thought, you know what? I really mm-hmm. like doing this. It's really fun. And I think I can turn it into this adventure where I'll make tons of money. And it might be possible, but that hasn't happened to me yet. Like, I, I don't really make hardly any money, but I love doing it. And I, I initially didn't know what to think. So I thought, you know what? I'll probably just be Joe Rogan. Why not? I'll just be that guy. Right now, you know, right that seems isn't like that who we all want to be when that. we start a podcast? Yeah. We all to be Joe Rogan. That's yeah. who we're, you know. And, and good so, for him that he's that inspiration for so many of is. us. Yeah, he he's the he should be the he should be the next Podfather. I think that um <laughs> love it right. And um, but I I feel that maybe it, maybe it takes that initial spark to get started. I know it kind of did for me. But what I have learned is that the podcast isn't so much a vehicle for money. It's more of a vehicle for relationships. But when you think about that, I've come to understand that relationships are the new currency because everybody I meet is yeah. more than money to me. Everybody I meet is a potential connection to introduce me to somebody else that could potentially change my life. And I've done that. Like I've met you. I've met so many cool people. Yeah. And, and each connection leads to another connection. And it's just like, Wow, this is so expanding on so many levels. I'm talking to so many people that I never would before. I'm getting all this free information. I'm learning so much. It's like going yes. to a class and meeting the professors that you're supposed to meet mm-hmm. forever. It's it's amazing. I love that. I agree a hundred percent with that because you know that that is you know we all think okay this will be that's what because you have that Joe Rogan yeah. image of like sure. the the pod father who's got all the yeah. money. But it really is. And I love that you say it that way, because it's something I think about a lot, the idea of currency in general and how our sort of attachment to currency and money is something that doesn't really serve us as a species anymore. Yes. In a lot of ways. And so I love that you frame it that way, that the new currency is relationships, because it's so very true. And I've experienced the same thing. You know, you meet one cool person who knows another cool person and another cool person. And it's and, and then you start these other projects and you have these other opportunities to collaborate in these amazing ways yeah. to, to, to build new things. And and you do start to realize, like, well, maybe I don't need to sustain myself with the money aspect of it quite so much. You know, there, there's there's something else here that we can all put together and, and that we're all sort of building in a really wonderful way. That is, is really well said. It's like on some level, we've started this fire and it's beginning to burn. Like for me, mm-hmm. too. Like I started, I I decided that I'm going to leave the other George behind and just go with this new George. Like I started podcasting. I realized that even though I can't make money at it right now, I definitely will. I'm totally on pace to hit it. But I, I realized I don't want to be the old version of me anymore. And podcasting has helped me understand who I am by changing the way I perceive myself and by allowing me to be part of relationships with people who see the world different. Like this has fundamentally changed my life. Like I'm, I'm 
I quit everything I was doing, walked away from like a job making 150000 just to do this. I'm going to probably leave Hawaii, move to California, start a whole new life there where, with the relationships that I am making now. It's changed the way I interact with my daughter, my wife, my friends. It's given me a whole new host of friends and an incredible new lens through which to see the world. And that is worth more than any money. Getting rid of an old mindset, burning away the illusions of what you thought you were so that you can become the person that you're supposed to be. Like that is what podcasting has done for me. And I highly recommend anybody who's thinking about making a change in their life, right now is the time to do it. There's never yeah. been a better time in life than to switch directions or pivot and find something that you love. Like the world will reward you if you take a chance, I promise. I love that so much. That is that is such a message the universe needed to give me. And I'm sure so many people who are out there listening and Again, that's so what I love about what you do and what you talk about and the energy that you bring, because it's it is an amazing evolution. I love the way that you put that to like let go of the old version yeah. of you. Right. Yeah. There's and I think that's such a I think a lot of people are looking for that. The how do I let go of the old paradigms mm. of how I was conditioned and who I was taught to believe I'm supposed to be? Right. And it is true when you do this yeah. podcasting and you meet more people and you have these conversations, it's like it's a, it's a, a way to like get in touch with the authentic you. You start to like peel away those layers. Yeah. Right. And you start to, you know, this one next person has this revelation and this one yeah. next person has that revelation. And it just keeps unfolding until you, you finally are like, wow, I didn't think that I could be this person. You know, and even though there's a part of you that knows that that's always who you were. Yeah, it's it's there's something called the law of proximity. And that means that the law of proximity says that you'll probably find the person with whom you may marry in your work area, in your environment, in your surrounding area. Your friends will probably be the people in your area. But on some level, that can be very limiting. Not everybody has the resources to travel to Europe or travel to South mm -hmm. America and make these new connections. But now technology has given us a way to expand that circle of proximity. And now you're like, you're finding the others. Like there's no, I mean, it's, it's not a coincidence that you and I have so many similarities in the way we think and the way we mm -hmm. act and the passions that we have. It's like, it's magnetism on some level. Like you're drawing the people that that really resonate with you to you. And now you can do it through the digital space. And that opens up the law of proximity to the people like your tribe. Like you can really find your tribe around the world now. I love, yes, 100,000%. Yes, that is 100. I love the way that you put that because it's true. Yeah. We live in just the absolute perfect time space reality to be experiencing connectivity yeah. and and really tapping into not just your authentic self, but your soul family. And and it is that I love, I've never heard of that before, but see, again, the reason you need to podcast because somebody knows something you don't. <laughs> I've never heard of the law of proximity, but that is 100% true. And I come from South Dakota. I know what tiny little town and limited options on the ground looks like 100%. But it's absolutely true. Like how else could I possibly have met so many wonderful people, someone like you who yeah. is so very much like me and thinks so much like me, and you're in Hawaii, but we yeah. have all this technology that gives us the ability to connect in ways that we've never been able to connect before. And it's I, I'm so excited to see where we take it and what we can build, because the community building element of this, too, yeah. is 
so valuable. I mean, you can't put a price on it. Yeah. It's amazing to think how much you can, I want to say influence people, but I'm not sure that's the right message. Like, I, I'm not even sure what influence means on some level. Like, I know, I think that on part, I think part of me is still attached to the old idea of influence as far as changing people's minds. But I think the the idea of influence is evolving as well. Like maybe influence is becoming more like confluence. You know what I mean? Like you're working together and you are, you're sort of, it's just yeah. sort of a contagious, a, conta a, a wellspring of contagion of wellness or something along those lines. Like I, I, I think so influence like, is changing. I love that you're, no, I, I love this. I, in my mind, it's sort of, you're not trying to influence people or change people's minds necessarily. Yeah. You are trying to offer the gift of a new perspective. What anyone does with that yes. gift is entirely up to them because that's what a gift is. I give it, do with it what you will. And that's what you're here for. And it's to, to just present those ideas, those new possibilities. And and even if it's all all you're doing is just planting the seed in, yeah. in a pocket of human consciousness that there are other possibilities that exist outside of anything you've ever known or expected, maybe that's enough, right? Maybe it's enough that all you've done is plant the seed. You don't have to change a mind. You don't have to change a life. You don't, uh, you've planted a seed for something new and different to grow. And that's what's so exciting. And that's what's amazing because you might not necessarily the beautiful know what beautiful flower is going to bloom from it. Yeah. How many, like, think about there's probably tons of people that listen to my podcast or your podcast or Jeff's podcast that mm -hmm. you may, you, you may not even know the influence, the, the, the seed that you've planted for them. I know that's happened. I mean, I've read so many books and read, listened to so many people talk and I've, I've taken one little kernel from their, from their thoughts and it's, and I've fed it and it's grown. And so mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I love the terminology you use, like planting a seed in the pocket of consciousness. Like it's poetic in so many ways. Yeah, I, it's how kind of how I see it though. And sometimes yeah. I think of, you know, like, well, that's why I am where I am in, in the sort of conservative, tiny nowhere that I'm currently at, because maybe this place needs a little bit of this energy. And, and like, it's kind of like you said, it, it turns into confluence, right? Yeah. And when you said that, I was imagining, because this is something I, I like to use as a visual, the idea of mushrooms and mushroom yes. mycelium, like, you know, you see mushrooms pop out of the ground, but underneath that mushroom is roots that go miles and miles and miles out in every direction. And yeah, you never know when another fruit is going to pop up out of that, you know, that awesome network that you're creating and growing and what what magical things it might contain. Yeah, it's it's like nature's supply chain on some level. And it's amazing. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. It's just <laughs> so great. moving nutrients through, through, an, un, through the underground. And some level, like, I we're love the it. underground. And we're just mm -hmm. moving information from me to you to, to Dubai to everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's so good. What a wonderful visual. And it's so fun, to, you know, I mean, but. It's like kind of the microcosm of the macrocosm thing, right? Like the neurons in your brain look like Millennium Run, the 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 construct of the universe, and and yeah. that's what we're doing. We're just, you know, here's my little neuron that I've created, the seed that I've planted, branches out, strings out, pops up new ones, pops up, and then you're creating a network of something new and something. That can turn into what I don't know some some wonderful utopia that we will all take part in together. 
you know, I got a question for you. Like, and I was, I was thinking about podcasting. There's something that happens to me and I'm curious if it happens to you. It forces you to be in the act of creation. Like when you're podcasting, when you're doing a live show, when you're recording, you're not thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. You're not thinking about this thing that may have happened yesterday. You're like right in the moment. I feel so much like that is something about podcasting that I absolutely need. I really, really do. It's such a brilliant thing because I am someone who has a very active mind. Right. And so for me, like meditation, which is we're all supposed to meditate. We're all supposed to sit and quiet our mind. And sometimes I just want to be like, man, I wish you knew how loud it was up here on a regular (laughs) basis. But it's true when yeah. you're when you're having these conversations, it's like now you're you're so engaged and you're so present and you're so in the now with it. And it takes you out of mm-hmm. all of the noise of the, all the external world that is all the things that are driving you yep. crazy all the time. And and I I love because we talked about this before, yep. too, on the last podcast, the idea of this wonderful present energy, this joyful energy that we sit in and we enjoy it. And we're here for it in the podcast episode that we're recording, however you do it. And it's so exciting then to think what wonderful things can the universe bring me now that I like birthed this energy that was so good? Like what can come from this? And it's, it is, it's so true. It's such a wonderful way to get out of your mind and Mm -hmm. be present and really engage with people. It really is fantastic mechanism for that. I could not agree more. Yeah. And I, I think that that, when you say it like that, it really, it really helps me understand how important it is to separate the noise from the signal. You know, when you're in the act of creation and you are creating something, you're just on this level where it's training you to understand that all that you have is this moment and the, the past falls away. Like there's something to be said about being able to receive and not be fooled by the distractions. I love the way you put that, that the noise <laughs> is not the signal. Yeah. That is brilliant because <laughs> honestly, that's a conversation I've been having with my internal self, the, yeah. my, the universal me, yeah. even in the last few days, like, how do I know what, you know, the synchronicities and things mm-hmm. that I am saying? How do I know what are the things that old Haley has created and put mm-hmm. out into the universe that are being mirrored back to me? And how do I dis- discern that from the new things I'm trying to create that I want to have mirrored back to me? Right. Yeah. And, and, and separating that out and learning how to filter the old paradigm, right? Mm-hmm. Like shifting those old perspectives. Okay, what are these new perspectives now? What what's this new lens through which I can frame the story mm-hmm. of my life that I am writing currently in the now moment as I go, right? And that yes. is it, it's it's being in the energy of creation in a way that you that you you can't do when you are stuck in the loops in your head that are from the old paradigms. Yeah. How are like how are you doing that? Like is it the the term choice architecture comes to mind. I'm curious how because I think that that is a, it's a very that's important a, part. That's another terminology that is new to me, though. Choice architect. <laughs> no, talk okay. to me about this. Okay. Tell, say, say more. Okay. there's. I just talked to a gentleman. forgot his last name. I'll put you in contact. He's, a, yes. he's brilliant. This guy, Nikki. Okay. And he was telling me about the idea of choice architecture and the ability to be creative and manifest the things in your life that you want. Mm-hmm. And choice architecture is exactly what you said. It's this ability to fundamentally change 
the old patterns of you, which were old choices of you. So you think of yourself <laughs> as an architect and you look at yourself from like a third person point of view and you see the building that you built that is yourself in the past. And you look at it like a blueprint and be like, okay, I put the foundation stone in the wrong spot. I'm going to put it over here now. And now I'm going to build on top of that. And every time I find myself maybe putting the wrong amount of mud on, I'm going to stop and say, that's the old George. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to put this new mud on it and then stack it over here. And by that, I mean, if I find myself doing something like um, being super negative about myself or projecting on someone else, which I do sometimes. Oh, so an example mm -hmm. be like, oh, so what you're saying is I'm a piece of garbage. And the person's like, no, I'm not saying that. But that's just mm -hmm. me projecting on them. I'll say, you know what? That's the old George. I don't do that anymore. So what you're trying to say is I could be better if I did in this other perspective. Boom. And now you have choice architecture. You've gone out of your way to fundamentally interrupt that old pattern and create a new one on top of it. And that, that helps you build not only a more solid structure, but a structure that invites other people to it and thus helps you surround yourself with the people you need to get where you want to go. That's, a, that's the act of manifesting, right? I really, really love the way that you put that because in my mind, what came up immediately was you're not just laying a new stone and saying that's the old me, right? But now we're starting to lay stones together. We're starting yes. to learn to collaboratively do yes. this. We're yes. starting to learn to build off of one another, right? Yep. I'll give you this piece of knowledge, this, that's this he, or that, yes. and build, put that stone in and let's build this thing together. It doesn't have to be just me building the what's yes. my story. Okay, can we extrapolate this out? What's our story? What are we co-creating? What kind of, you know, I, I love that visual. That is so great. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe when we, I love the way you said it. Maybe, maybe what's happening is when we talk about choice architecture, we realize that, you know, maybe we're a den of artists coming together to explore techniques so that we can build our, our stuff together. Or we're, you know, think about us. It's just this group of, you know, this may sound crazy, but like this den of super people or artistic individuals or slightly crazy knuckleheads getting together yeah, yeah. to figure out ways in order to build the world that they want to live in. Like that sounds to me like beautiful. I love it. I think it's happening in real time right now that we're figuring yeah. out that, you know, this blueprint that I know I had of myself. Well, I'm starting to recognize the oneness of all the things and yeah. the reasons that I'm connecting with these people. And yeah. maybe we came here as a soul family to create a new blueprint for the new world that is available to those who are looking for it. Right. Because not everyone is having these conversations, but certainly more than ever are. And certainly yeah. more people than ever are looking for these conversations. And, and if you can get these creative people together, it's, yeah. Like it, it, it's honestly like there's this synergy that seems to just be happening. And I keep saying it, that it's like there's a bubble that's about to burst and just cover everyone in magical glitter. And I'm so excited for it. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be beautiful and magical. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I really do, you know, a lot of it is. And I think that you're right about this. Stopping yourself in the middle of old paradigm choices. Mm -hmm. And trying to it's kind of something that I actually have been doing where I'm yeah. where, where I catch myself in certain because I know when I'm doing it I've gotten yep. to a level of awareness where it's like yep. you recognize the old loops yeah right you recognize the narratives that start coming in from okay no no that's not who I'm trying to be anymore yeah and yep. I think what I would say to anybody listening is just pat yourself on the back for the fact that you recognize it like yes. if you tour a space where you are aware of it don't kick yourself for not if you don't redirect immediately or if you don't, 
you know, shift into the new gears immediately. Like just recognize that you had enough awareness to catch yourself in the loop and say, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted to choose anymore. Because that is such a big, important space to be in, right? Just the recognition of, no, I don't want to be blaming others. No, I don't want to like, and and that's kind of where I am right now is I'm actually in that space of, I don't look at anything as being anybody's fault. I always look at myself Mm. and I say like, I recognize my external world as a mirror of my internal world. I recognize that whatever that thing was I didn't like is showing me something about me that I need to figure out. And so that's where I am is in that space of, okay, the last, the last mountain you got to climb is you, (laughs) right? It really is. And and so how do you go about doing that then when it, when it comes to what are the new narratives that George is telling himself so that he can move forward in the direction that he wants to be? That's a great question. I, I think that the new narratives are, if you want to change the world, then you have to change yourself. And the, and the way you do that is becoming the best version of yourself. And that means getting really honest with yourself, trusting yourself and trusting your relationships. Oh, now listen, that's, that trust element, yeah. that's, that's the sticking point for me. <laughs> do I trust? I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure it out because right. it really is. It's just, you know, I, I think it is the narrative situation, mm. right? That once you peel away blaming everyone else, okay, well, then it's all me. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's all me and I haven't built what I want up to this point, how am I supposed to trust myself to be able to do it if I haven't seen it yet? Yeah. Right? How do yeah. I trust me if I haven't shown me yet that I can trust me? Right? And that is where, man, that's where that blind faith element has to come in sometimes just a little bit, right? Right. That's when that two of swords tarot card comes out for you and says, you need to just trust that you're doing it right. And you know more about what you're doing than you think you do. It's uh, some of it is just old paradigm human conditioning, right? That we think that we have to have these step-by-step structures. We think you need to set goals and have, you know, that you need to understand the mechanics of the how to get there. And that's so completely reverse of what the universe actually does, right? Or yeah. how things actually work. It's like, no, no, no. Hold the vision of where you want to be. Let the pieces fall into place. But you have to have a lot of faith and a lot of trust to just let those pieces fall, right? And and yeah. to hold on to that vision and not get caught up in the the what I see now and thinking that what you see now is somehow, you know, insurmountable in some way. Well, it's not. Everything's temporary. Change is the only constant. Like you can't yeah. ever be, you can't ever just be where you are forever. Mm-hmm. That's just not, that's not how anything works. That's true. I found like a little nugget on the idea of trust that I was able to kind of polish up and see as a diamond. And mm-hmm. it's this idea that, you know, you have to stop. You have to let go of the person you want to be so that you can become the person that you're supposed to be. And I think for me, what, what I say about trust is that exactly what you said, like, well, look where I am now. If I trust myself, I'm only going to be to this point. But then you just, if you just step back for a minute and you think about what's wrong with this point, and you go, 
you start you come up with these ideas. Well, I don't have enough money. I don't have this thing. Mm-hmm. But you, if you just sit with that for a minute, you'd be like, I got like the most tremendous family in the world. I got a wife that loves me. I have a daughter that's crushing it. You know, I'm, I'm doing this thing that I love. Why, why don't I trust me? I'm, I'm actually living the life that I want to. I'm living the life that I want to live right now. And then all of a sudden, like you get goosebumps. And then mm-hmm. the, that idea that like, you know, trust is like, man, I, I'm like Dorothy's red slippers. I had the whole time. I just didn't. You've always had the ability to go oh. home, Dorothy. You've always had it. And like oh, that. I love that. It. You know, you're like, okay, now I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. In fact, I'm going to do what I've been doing 10 times harder now. And this, this yes. thing that was a lack of trust becomes a catalyst to propel you forward into the person that you're supposed to be. It's like you're finally growing into your own skin. You finally achieved a level where you understand what you're doing. It's not that you didn't trust yourself. It's not that you didn't know what you're doing. It's just that you weren't yet developed enough to understand the path that you were on. And now you've gotten to this vista or you've gotten to the mountaintop, the same mountaintop that MLK looked down from. Now you're looking down at it. You're like, okay, that's where I was. That's where I'm going. Let me come off the mountain and start back, get back on the path. So I think that that is something people can use as a tool is like, just think about it for a minute. Do you, do you, why do you have trust? Because you, you, you're trusting that you should be somewhere else. Like trust that you're in the right spot right now and try to find out why that is. And that will help propel you down the road, I think. I love that. That is so, it's so true. And it's part of like the idea of like gratitude and appreciation yes. of the now moment and what yep. you already have, right? That, okay, I got myself this far, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've carried myself to this point. Yeah. And sometimes one of the things that I think too, uh, especially with, you know, when you're in this creative, like fun realm, right, is that you are doing it. Mm-hmm. Give yourself credit that you are doing it. You are podcasting. You are meeting these people. Right? You are creating. You are putting it out there. And, and not everyone out there is trying to do it. Not everyone out there even knows that it's something they want to try to do yet. Right. Right. So and I think that's something where I do need to find a little more space to give myself a little more credit and probably a lot of other people. And and you probably find this, too, where it's like, at least I know that I want this, that I love this, that I enjoy this. And not everyone has that thing or has figured themselves out yet to that degree that they can say, oh, yeah, this thing, this is what lights me up. This is what gets me excited. Yeah. And. Just to know that I know that about myself, right? It's like you've discerned that much. You know, you've you've been able to cut out the noise enough to recognize that much. Yeah. So if you've gotten that far, of course, you're going to be able to get further than that. You, you don't just get stuck on the plateau forever, right? Yeah. I do yeah. love that. I think that's really great. And and wow, no, I'm, I love that. This is going to be great when I do edit and re-listen to that. It'll be that little like reminder, like polish that little nugget of trust. It's in there. You got it. Keep rolling. Yeah. Another one, when I first started my podcast too, like I, and I think this doesn't have to be podcast. It could be anything that you do when you're starting something is you build it and you're like, okay, I'm gonna, it, it's like building, the way I look at it is like I'm building this train. I don't know why I chose train, but I'm building this train I love the it. ground up and I've I put everything together and I've watched the videos and I've gone to the classes and now I have this train built and I'm like, okay, got it on the tracks. Why is this thing not running? Like, why am I not moving forward? And I start like, shoveling coal into the engine and mm-hmm. like, it is not going anywhere. I must have had a problem with the engine. So I shovel more fuel in there 
and I go and I oil up everything and I'm, I'm it's going crazy because it's not moving at all. And I start throwing more fuel in and I grease it up more and I'm banging on the gears and I'm flooring the gas and nothing. So I shove more fuel and then all of a sudden it lurches forward. It's moving. It's moving. It's oh my God, it's moving. Here it's we moving. go. And then I get out and I look and I'm like, I can walk faster than this thing. It's not even, it's barely moving. What am I doing? It's not working. So I shovel more fuel in. And then all of a sudden, it starts moving a little bit faster. And so that, then you realize like, uh-oh, have I been putting too much fuel in here? This thing's about to take off. You know, so like I, I see. Oh, I do goes, so very much hope that that wow. is the case because I am right there with you. I I'm know that you are. one who keeps getting out of the train going, why aren't you moving faster, damn it? I know that I built I you know. to be slick and, and roll I on see. down the tracks. I see your train. I see you shoveling fuel in it. You and I on the cover I, of Ink Magazine. Is that true? I don't know yet, but I did just make the cut to be in the top 20. So fingers crossed. That would be amazing. And I thought it was actually kind of funny because we talked about tattoos when I was on your <laughs> podcast. And I was just like, right? that, how fun of a little synchronicity is that? That's I love it. But I you do, would be the perfect person. Oh, I would. Oh, I would have the most fun. I really would. I just would so, so enjoy it. But I, I love that visual of trains. And I think you picked yeah. trains because it's been something that it's a synchronicity for me that I've been talking about with other people and how we enjoy train travel because you get to because you get to see the scenery as you go by. And there's something yeah. so much more relaxing and peaceful about it and something so much less stressful and go, go, go about it where, where you're really in it and enjoying the journey and all it has to offer. Right. And so I think it's a yeah. brilliant visual to use for this that you've built a train and like why aren't we moving faster why like let's get this rolling and right i i do feel that that sense of man i keep shoveling in that fuel but oh man it's about to become a rocket ship isn't it yeah yeah you i can see it now like i love it i'm getting to the point where like i've missed like like i've i have some people scheduled like i've missed three podcasts and i'm like like i got this guy in europe but supposed to be on a call at 10 p.m. last night i just i just spaced it i don't know why i'm like i look at my schedule and i'm like i got 15 podcasts lined up this week and i'm trying to move and i got like this stuff at school Holy and i'm like man like no wonder i i forgot that one <laughs> no you know what i am doing exactly the same thing to myself right now where i'm just looking at things and i'm like you have filled your plate very full you yeah. like it's 100 percent true right like yeah you've, yeah Put too much into this train? Did I put too much fuel in here? Like, what's about to happen now? Like, we're not trying to do a Titanic situation and, like, blow the side out to hell with the iceberg. You don't need it. I've already put an explosive in here myself. You know? So I I do. I feel that. I feel that energy so much. But I think that, again, that's why the network, right? That's why the co-creation. Because we're all building these trains. But we're all and we're all building these tracks. We we got to build the hub where we can all meet up and let yeah. everything like hook up yes. together. It's it's like you know, yes, you have this train. All right, you got to get the passengers. Who's on board here with me? Right, right. Like that's part of it. You don't it want a rocket of ship out of the station if you don't have all your team on board, right? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So maybe that's it, right? Maybe that maybe that's where the the pause is. It's like you're just getting the the band back together, because we're on a mission from God, Elwood. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm a hundred percent John Belushi and the Blues Brothers. By the way, that is <laughs> that is me one hundred thousand percent. 
it's such a classic movie. It's such an American style comedy with just it's a beautiful movie. It is. I and I'm such a big fan of of Belushi uh, and just that Animal all that House. Whole, that was my favorite. Animal House. Right. <laughs> I just recently rewatched that. Honestly, I did, and you should have seen me in my living room dancing around, losing my mind during the toga party <laughs> when they're singing "Shout" because it's just the most joyful. Ex- I love it so much. It's and John Belushi in that scene, just so so. Again, that in the moment energy of really enjoying everything, like get all the flavor and juice out of the fruit of this life you possibly can, right? Yeah. On some level, I think that that level of creativity is been lacking in the world of media for a long time. And I think podcasting and just content creators in general are bringing that back. Like, There's such a variety of things that you can imagine and watch and be part of. And I think that that's part of the explosion. That's part of the trains coming here. That's part of this new wave of media that's going to just run over the old, old media. I agree with you 100%. No, I really do. It, and it's something I love to see because I, I and I, it's a conversation I think we probably all have on a regular yeah. basis. Why do we keep doing all these reboots of movies? Why do we keep doing, we're just rerunning, rerunning all yeah. the same narratives and stories and characters. And, it, and there are so many people who are ready to inject something new, something different, something unique and something more resonant with, with where humanity as a consciousness collective is now. Right. Because a lot of a lot of the highly commercialized things that we're supposed to be in love with. Right. Yeah. Those things just they're not working for people anymore. Right. That they're, they're not giving people the things that they're looking for. And it is such a brilliant thing that that we have the Internet and all these platforms that, you know, podcasts, content creators, people who are doing small films, short films on YouTube and their own yep. series on YouTube. Uh, the the possibilities of what we can build together collaboratively now that they're the old gatekeepers of like you know for example hollywood is one that i talk yeah. about all the time like yeah it's not just the people with the money who get to say what gets produced and what gets made and what gets put out there anymore there are people who are making just because they have a low budget doesn't mean it's not brilliant work that they're doing yep. and now how do you get that that work out there if you don't have the gatekeepers well you have people like us who are podcasting who want right. to talk who want to talk about your stuff and get you to audiences because you are doing great work and it does yep. deserve attention. And there are people who are looking for it. And yep. I think that's a part of what's so great about, again, this interconnected network that we keep putting together. You know, it's it's that it doesn't have to be a world of competition anymore. We can yes. be a world of collaboration. There's there's enough room for all of us. There's enough space for everyone to win and everyone to be successful and everyone to be happy. Yeah, And that that is what we're building is the space where that gets to grow. So, you know, to some degree, we're just being really good universal guardian gardeners and, and we're just, you know, creating the fertile soil in which new wonderful things can grow. That is it's beautiful. I love every part of it. And I I look at it as a tapestry, like we're just we're each this thread and an incredible tapestry that's being built. And it's never been easier. Like I want to like you had mentioned a lot about. Not a lot, but you mentioned briefly about Hollywood and the gatekeepers mm-hmm. and and these old movies that they just rerun. Anybody listening to this, like, when is the last time like you really saw an original or good movie, like, or a TV show or something along the line, or a song even? Like, think about like what the guardians of Hollywood and the gatekeepers have done. They have decided that they will be the arbiters of what is talent, and when they do that, mm-hmm. whenever a, a handful of people decide what's good. They suck at it. 
because there's so many talented people out there that are willing to rise up and not given the chance because certain people want to have their family members do it or their kid do it. Like it's never been easier for just think about the garbage that's out there. Everybody can do better than that garbage. Like if you imagine, right? imagine you get a budget of like a million dollars, 500, 100,000. I could crush it with a hundred. Like these people have 10, 20, a hundred million dollars. If you can't make a hit with a hundred million dollars, you give me a hundred million dollars, I tell you right now, I got a hundred million movies we can make, yeah. and I got half of I got half of the outline and scripts and Google Docs right now. Right, like, I'm on it. But that is again the great thing about this podcasting and this collaborative connecting is like I'm sitting here and I'm saying and putting out there. Listen, I'm a writer. I got stories. I got all this stuff that I yeah. could absolutely like. Really excited about new and different. Who knows when I'm going to meet somebody who is a producer, an actor, a, a whoever. Like right. when, when you follow these little threads, like then you start connecting up with the other threads that can help you build. Right. You connect up with, you know, that choice architecture that you're talking about, like that it's you can bring in new people who have new techniques and you can bring in the people who help you build it. Like, again, it's that idea of you don't have to build you all by yourself anymore. Right. Yeah. Like we can help build each other and and yes. that and, and give each other space to be your authentic you and be the best that you are at the thing you do. And let's work together because I'm great at this and you're great at this. Like, let's again, synergize. Right. Yeah. Like blending it all together to build something really beautiful and really integrate it. And, and it's such an exciting thing about where we are now that there's so much more opportunity to connect with all the different people that can that can create all the new things that so many people really are hungry for something new, something different, something more resonant than, than all the, like, like you're saying, the old yeah. Hollywood stories that to a, to a pretty incredible degree do really dictate what we kind of expect out of real life and real yes. life relationships and what they should look like, even yeah. though we're all looking for something new and different and more, I think we're all looking for something more uplifting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And isn't it interesting how the true talent grows out of the places where you may you may not ever got to see it if you were just this select group of people. Like, you know, I'm amazed by all the work you do. Like you're a science fiction writer. You have like five podcasts. You write movies. You write books. You have these different genres. Like you're an incredible an incredibly talented individual with an imagination that is that should be crafting narratives that everybody gets to see. And what better way than the ground up? Like mm -hmm. it would be so much worse if you if you had all the talent you had, but you were born into a family where you were given the ability to write a script. It's so much better that you have to struggle and fight to get there because that makes your stories not only better to read, but they're coming from a place of authenticity. There's things mm -hmm. you can't fake and authenticity is one of them. The fact that you have to struggle to get a script in front of somebody, like that is a story inside itself. The fact that, you know what? I'm going to write this science and podcast and this and yeah, this. Like, and I'm going to do right? art and because I can't sit still because I, can't, I, don't, I have too many interests. But it's true that, you know, if I had been born into a situation where I could just do it, it wouldn't have been as flavorful. You might not have been, you might right? not have even tapped into like, the, the true potential that you have. That is very true because when you're born into it, you're kind of, there's a certain amount probably of conditioning and expectation of, of we'll just do it the way it's always been done. And, yeah. and it, that's a little bit like, we can't make money on that. Like there's a different yeah. paradigm and a way of looking at things yeah. where the new and really creative, weird, unique ideas would be like, 
repackaged in a way that like, well, this is how we package it in Hollywood. This is mm-hmm. how you right? And it it really does take the uniqueness away from it because it all does have to like center around being commercialized, being profitable, being like something that, well, you got to get as many people as possible and the biggest audience as possible. So you have to make this as generic as possible to be, you know, yep. something that's for everyone. Yeah. Whereas what I'm doing now, it's absolutely not for everyone. I am a very <laughs> particular flavor and you are going to have, but sometimes it's an acquired taste. So strap in and give it a try. Yeah. But that's very true. And I think that is a, a really good perspective for me to have that, you know, it is valuable. And, but it's like you said before, right? Until you're in a space where you, you recognize that some of that contrast that you've lived up till now seems like so mm-hmm. you get that why me kind of yes. mentality. But, but then there is a point at which you're able to look back and say, oh, I get it. I had mm-hmm. to learn that the dominoes had to fall that way. I did choose this for myself yeah. because the authentic me that I really am could not have have built itself so well or would not be able to shine in this way if yeah. I hadn't experienced those other things that gave me the perspective I have now. Yeah. Those like, tragedies are a big dose of empathy for you later in life. Like, oh, I, I know what they're going through. You know, that's... Like <laughs> I mean, the the ability that I have, I think, to put myself in someone else's shoes, even just from like the, the idea of being a writer and, and really yeah. embodying your characters. Right. Yeah. It gives you that ability to sort of step outside of your own narrative and your own bubble and say, OK, let me imagine this other person's universe, because inside of my head, the story looks a certain way from what I've, you know, whatever yeah. interaction I've had with this person. But if I were outside of it. And I were the writer and the author. Okay, put yourself into this other character then. Yeah. Why did this character behave the way that they did? Like, what is the story here and what is the narrative? And I think when you can sort of like pull yourself out of it and kind of be the omniscient author of your own life in a certain way, right? You get that better perspective. It's like you say, you could get to the top of the mountain for a moment and and kind of go, okay, yeah, I see where I'm heading and Oh, yeah, that path was the right one to take. It was the best one to take. Okay, here's the next step. All right, I'm going to get back down off the mountain and get back on the trail. And I might not be able to have, I don't have the same higher level perspective that I did up on that mountain, but I still know where that vision is. Keep going. So this brings up an interesting question. And I, I've been seeing this a few places around. And it, it okay. seems to me, and you as an author probably have a unique perspective on this. You know, in the world that I was born up in, that I grew up in and the schools that I went to the way language is structured is like subject and object. And if you think about this is the subject and this is the object, well, that puts you in this narrow mindset where either you're the subject or you're the, you're the object. You're either the subject. You're either the protagonist or the victim. Yes. The way you just explained it is like, what if I'm the author? What if I'm the author? What right. if I'm the protagonist? And what if I'm the, the antagonist at the same time? What like, if I created that villain? Yes. Because how yes. could I be the hero in my own story if I if I didn't have the villain? That's right. something that I think I put on Twitter or whatever at some yeah. point. Like, of course, we all want to be the heroes of our own story right. because having enemies is super fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're a hero with no arch nemesis, <laughs> what good is that? Right. Right. Where is the where is the fuel? Where is the anticipation? Where is the <laughs> exhilaration? You know, it's yes. And 
And the villain can be the world. The villain can be be whatever you want it to be. You know, maybe you'd like, but just having that perspective shift allows your story to mature in a way. Because how cool is it as a writer to take a reader on a journey and then throw them for a loop over you're like, I didn't see that coming, right? It's so much fun. And, And you know what? So I think that's a helpful thing. When you're in the midst of the contrast, when you're in mm-hmm. the midst of the difficult thing, to kind of to give yourself the grace of, well, I did write this story, and yeah. it wouldn't be interesting if I didn't have this element. Mm-hmm. So there must be some reason that I have mm-hmm. this element. There's a triumph, like it's something that I've actually been telling myself lately, because I I think that I have a, a you know because we do we we have that sort of separation of yeah. Because it's part of this human game, right? Yeah. I feel separated from from the higher self who, who is me. I talk about my higher self like it's separate of me and has all these ideas that I don't have about what I want or where I want to go. And it's like, no, 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 that is you. You you do want to go those places and your inner being wants you to go those places. And that's something I have been telling myself. Like, I got a miracle in me somewhere. You know, like I do. It's yeah. in there somewhere. But you got to yeah. peel those layers back, right? You gotta, you gotta get rid of some of those old perspectives and paradigms, and that's where the value of these conversations is. In a lot of ways, is that it helps you to recognize, oh, there's the way that I was looking at this in the wrong way. Now, if I shift myself, I see the authentic me just a little bit better. Yeah. Right? Like it's a very self-portraiture sort of like progression. If you think of it in in terms of like art, right? Like mm-hmm. here's this self-portrait of me, and here's how it progresses of of this is how I see me now, and here's how it, it it is. It's an interesting sort of iterative process in and of itself, right? This yeah, rising up on the stepping stones of our dead selves. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I heard someone use the term shedding yesterday. I was speaking with this young lady who used to be a dentist and a dancer, and then she turned into an entrepreneurial coach. And Love she it. talked about. She talked about. I'm sorry. What did you say? No, I love. I just. I oh. love it when I, oh. I hear people who have like. Started in these yeah. one places and then yeah. way hard left turn. Yeah. She, so she started off as like a, a dentist for people that were afraid to go to the dentist. Yeah. I used to be that person. How funny. <laughs> I know. We it's a great, it's a great point of entry, right? I'm like, oh, I yeah. love it. Like this person's awesome already. Like, it's a great yeah. niche. Like who, I totally get it. That Like <laughs> I've been afraid to go to the dentist a hundred percent. And she, uh, she developed this, this sort of arthritis or something along those lines where her hand would get like really gnarly and like kind of claw up and okay. like so she was like oh my gosh i'm a dentist and my hand is like getting this thing and I can't, i'm not gonna be able to work mm-hmm. so for a year she tried to fight it with like acupuncture and then one day she was giving someone like a root canal and it just clammed up and like she couldn't finish and oh. because of that like she lost her business she couldn't do it anymore she just yeah she just lost everything and part of her mind too however she she found a way in which to reinvent herself and in our conversation, we were talking about, like, do you think maybe your condition that caused your hand to clinch up like that and destroy your business was a sign from the planet that you weren't doing what you're supposed to do? Yes. That's 100%. <laughs> no, like, it's so amazing that you bring this right? up because I just had exactly this conversation with Jeff Wolliner about yeah. his, his book, The Path guy. to Perfectia. Yeah, but exactly that conversation of, like, the universe, like your body stops functioning in some way, shape or yeah. form, like finds a way to say it, it's not that you're not doing good work with what you're doing, but you right. came to do something else. Right. right. 
And, and it's not that what you're doing isn't valid or a valid perspective, but you came to do something else. And man, the, the trick here is, and, and that's the billion dollar question, if yeah. you will, how do I follow and trust the me that I'm supposed to be without requiring that hitting of that kind of a wall, mm. right? How do you really tune in, tap in, turn on to the point that you are able to see the next step, the next step, trust the next step, the next step without the universe having to full on stop you in some way like that? Because, you know, obviously I say again, the universe, it's obviously yeah. something that like yep. we chose a certain kind of, I don't know. There's something in you that knows that there's an authentic you that is somehow not coming out and really shining. And so it gives you an opportunity in a what seems like a difficult way to get you to, to look in a different direction. But that's kind yeah. of another space I find myself right yeah. now where I think, how do I look in a different direction without the universe having to smack me? You know, like, how do I get the wake up call from me without having me have to come up and, and give me some kind of tower card moment right to yeah. make another tarot reference like how do i not have to watch my world crumble before i jump into the role that i need to be in next right i think you have like i th i call it the padded two by four like i think that you get smacked with a padded two by four yeah, yeah. and then you figure it out like so you have to get hit by that because Maybe some people don't, but everybody I know has like that. That's how you hear it. Like you, you, some people are probably naturally gifted and hear the voice or hear their heart or hear the song or can follow the wind or whatever metaphor they want to use. Some people, mm -hmm. maybe they're attuned to it. I wasn't like, I had to get slapped with this thing a few times before I went, Oh, I shouldn't do that. And it's like a wake up call. Like that idea of a wake up call is mm -hmm. a real thing. But then after you get hit a few times, it's like, okay. The world is telling me through this, this embodiment of misplaced anger and mm. being a horrible person or feeling horrible, that that's the wrong path. So maybe I should try to try this other thing that makes me feel good. And like, that's exactly what we were talking about in, in the beginning. Yeah. Like, okay, I can't do that anymore. Like, I physically couldn't do it. Like, I tried with everything I had. Like, this is what I want. Yeah. You yeah. get to know you don't, you dummy. You no. want this. Get Go over that here. Way. Yeah. And it, it'll grab you and pull you in direction and push you into yeah. your ultimate path. And then if it, you start swaying from the path, it'll slap you eh, over here, over here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Feel it. And I think it's a, it's a real feeling. Like, you feel a pull towards doing it. Like, I feel pull to podcast as much as I can to make connections. And then on top of that, I'm like, okay. I need to I need to start painting my house. I gotta get to sell this place. I need to start working on that now. And it's like this pull turns into a motivation, which turns into the next step on the path. And then you mm -hmm. look back and like, oh, I see. I, okay, I got it. And it it just becomes clearer. The vision becomes clearer. The dream becomes translated into reality. Like that, that's what you're doing. That's it's the pull from in here to out here. Like anytime you tell a story or anytime you have a thought, thoughts are things, right? And you can the, the yes. it's, transmutation of 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 alchemy it's alchemy you're, you're translating vision into reality and it starts with a smack to the head from the universe it, it does and sometimes you just kind of wish like man I, I, how do i need to be in a listening space so that i can yeah. let the universe give me these messages and follow them without them having to hit me so hard i agree with that 100 percent. but i, I it i do love that visual and i, I 
sometimes all the words fall out of my head is yeah. what happens. And I, I yeah. kind of love that when that happens because it's so unusual for me as a writer. But I, I think that you, you know, and, and you had said that before, you know, we were talking about language that sometimes you need to start creating a bit of new context for yourself in yeah. your self-talk. You know, because you're talking, you know, how we talked about like, the way that our language is built, you you know, that subject object yes. kind of thing, right? And in a lot of ways in, in that language is very limiting yeah. because you you attach so much emotional meaning to certain things to the mm -hmm. point that like, so, you know, think about things like affirmations, right? Yeah. That, that sort of resentful energy that you can have towards certain words or certain concepts and you put it in an affirmation that's supposed to help you manifest something and it like yeah. it twists around what you're trying to do or, or or manipulates your your vision a little bit right yes. because because you think but i i understand this thing this way i i define this thing this certain way and and so it doesn't make sense and it trying to peel away again more of those layers of don't get so caught up in the semantics. Don't get so caught, you know, and as a writer and as an author, it's a little bit difficult because my my mind likes to work in complete sentences, so sure. to say, <laughs> right? We, we yeah. want to have like the linear continuity, but your emotional, your, your authentic self does not require that linear continuity, does not require things to be structured in certain sort of ways. Like there's a yes. fluidity, there's a, right? That's how you get into that, flow and you have to release a lot of the old definitions that you have for a lot of things and i you know being in a space again where i am trying to actively where i'm actively practicing let it again instead of saying trying i'm trying to say practicing now yeah. because yeah. trying has an element of try fail yeah practicing means i am actively doing it which means yes. i can't help but get better at it because yep. i am doing the thing Yes. But even just that little shift in perspective or or language or how I talk to myself, right? Yeah. Those little things are the really important things that help you to continue to get where you're going. And like you said, like you, you keep shoveling in that fuel and you keep adding on the I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. But but it's it's the motivator that forces you to prioritize what is really important and what can fall to the wayside because it no longer serves you. Right. Because when you pile on your plate so high and you can't handle it because your eyes were too big for your stomach. Right. All right. Well, do I want to eat the things that I think I should eat because it's healthy, this or that? Or do I want to just push off the things off my plate that are distasteful to me and go with the things that, that taste good, that feel good, that, that make me happy and give me joy? And and I think to some degree, as the writers of our own story, we put ourselves in a corner because we know that's the only place where we'll start finally letting go of those things. If I shove myself into that corner, if I back myself against a wall, okay, I needed to build myself a window. Yeah. All right, I'll build myself the window now. I get it. I needed an escape route, and I had to put myself in a place where I had to build the escape route and let go of that old me so yeah. that I could move on to something new. Yeah, that's well said. It it's. It, it, it makes me, no go ahead it makes me think like the linear idea of languages and like the the inefficiency of language to to really convey meaning i've been reading a lot about 
the idea of signs versus symbols. And a sign is like a stoplight. Really, the color red or the color green or yellow, like we know that means stop or go or be cautious, but it's just a sign, mm -hmm. like a symbol, like, like the yin and the yang symbol. Like symbols point towards the action and they participate in it. Like a sign just tells you something, but a symbol participates in the very thing that it's showing you. So like the yin and the yang, here is mm -hmm. a symbol of balance where there's a spot of chaos or a spot of light, a, a piece of light and darkness and a piece of dark and lightness. And it's constantly moving around and around and around. Like that is something that points towards an action of balance and light and chaos and darkness and the connection to them. Like that's a symbol. There's a real meaning in there. Mm -hmm. A sign is like, okay, here's a light that I know I should stop at. So it's just a sign being something that you were trained to recognize means this certain thing, whereas yes. a symbol held something that is a deeper resonant meaning that comes from a place where you don't need to articulate that message. You understand it in an energetic way. And that really and it's such a I, I really do love that visual <laughs> and that imagery because I, I think that that is really important. And that's a, a part of where I think we are as a collective consciousness, yep. humanity, learning how to, like you say, have a message that has meaning to it and not just yes. structs, not just the structure that is expected, yes. required, you know, the right. correct formatting of a document. It's like, <laughs> you know, that I, yeah. I it, it bringing it don't that's something that I do try to tell myself, even when I'm listening to other people. Right. It comes to that empathy thing, like hear the message more than you hear the words. Right. Right. Like, yeah. get the meaning, get the intention. Right. Right. Not necessarily what might generally be extrapolated from it based on what we've been taught to expect or how we've been taught to, how we've been taught to read it. Right. Right. And and somewhere between the lines, there should be a, a, an energetic message that we're looking for. And, and symbols have a way of, of abstractly getting us there more than language does sometimes if i tell my wife if i write my wife or my daughter a valentine and says i love you do they care if i misspelled o with a u you know what i mean right <laughs> it doesn't matter like it doesn't don't matter take over the little things and that you know a hundred percent you know it, it's not about like Think about like a little kid who gives you a Valentine yeah. or something. It's even special, right? It's even better. It's, right. It's even better when they misspell it or, right. or when they have a letter backwards or something like right. that. It's not the correctness about it that matters. It's that they gave you something from the heart because they really wanted you to have it because they created yeah. and they were thinking about you while they created this thing. And isn't that so much more important and so much more valuable than whether or not it was done in the correct way? You know, yeah. quote unquote it correct. Yeah, and look at like there's a lot of cool logos that have like instead of an E, they have a backwards three. Or yeah, if you start looking at the way, creative way in which people begin to spell words. I think that's happening more and more and more. And I think what's happening is that we're beginning to understand that it's not the word; it's the meaning behind it. Which is exactly like you said, it's the meaning. And I, I see that as a sign of progression. Yeah, you know, as a living language, as an as evolution of language. Like we're mm -hmm. finally getting to put some meaning behind it. No, I do. I agree with that. And I love that, you know, you see things like that where logos incorporate not just 
yeah. like the letters and numbers, but like imagery where you might yeah. replace a letter with like an yeah. image or something like that. Yeah. And I, I, I do. I think that that sort of more abstract form of communication. It, it, it's more useful and it is a new evolution. I agree with that 100 percent, because if you start breaking down the need for rules and structure when it comes to communication, you can communicate more openly with more people when mm -hmm. you open yourself to receiving the energy of a message and not just at face value what it says based on, you know, again, your human mind's training about language or culture or, or, or expectations from society, right? That yeah. that creative element brings in something new that transcends language in a lot of ways so that we can communicate on a deeper, more profound level. And I think that's something that helps us again. It's part of it's part of this whole collective that's yes. coming together and creating yeah. these things is that you have to be kind of like the lighthouse that, that shines a light on all of these wonderful things that people can look at and start to learn new and different ways of of thinking about things internally first. Right. And yeah. then extrapolating that out to communication with others and being able to communicate with others in a more meaningful way. Right. And I think, again, with this podcasting stuff that we're doing to bring it back yeah. around to the top, it's. That is part of what we're doing. You're breaking down the barriers of expectations of of language and, and the way that we frame and view things traditionally and getting to the heart of things, getting to the connectedness of all of us and, and recognizing that we all have something really valuable to offer in this ecosystem of humanity. And, yeah. and everyone has a role to play. And if we all allow ourselves to be our authentic selves, that's when we can all really thrive together. I love it. Like it, it's, it's, it's really well said. And I, I can't help but think that it's fractal in a way. Like the same way we were just talking mm -hmm. about language, and the same way, like that's what that that is what's happening in society. Like half a society is still trapped in the linear idea of mm -hmm. language in a box, and they're trapped in this thing. And we were too. And mm -hmm. but now, once you get to this point where, and now you're back at trust. I trust that I can operate outside of the box. Okay, let me see. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a podcaster. No, you're not. I'm a podcaster. No, you're not. I'm a podcaster. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. it's just like yes. that that's all you gotta do yes. just switch it yes you are yes i am <laughs> and because who gets to say whether you are or not you're the only one who really does you say the truth you say right. what's true for you not the yes. not the external validation and like that it's such a yes. minor thing but it's a huge shift like once you realize you don't need the external validation that you have the validation and you have the authority and authenticity to be what you want I might not be a good podcaster, but it doesn't mean I'm not a podcaster. I might be the greatest podcaster ever. Whatever I decide, that's what yeah. I am. And people have that. It's been, it's been hidden away from them, locked in a little heart-shaped box down here. But you have the yeah. key. I think it's Krishnamarty that says the whole world is open to you. I'm butchering the quote, but it's something along the lines of the whole world is open to you. But only you have the door, only you have the key to open the door. And it resides within you. Like you have abundance right now. You have mm -hmm. everything. You could quit your job and go live the life you've always wanted to live if you have the courage to do it. That's all. That's it. But it's that's right exactly there. it, isn't it? Because that's that's the leap of faith that you need yes. to take. Yes. That that authentic you that is you has a way to support you in what you want to do. Because why would you want to do the things you wanted to do if you didn't have a way to do it? Yeah. It's 100% true. It's so true. And it's it's scary and it's rewarding, but that's life. Like that's the beauty of life. There's yes. there's not peaks without valleys. You know, there's no there's no music without silence. Like the silence in between the notes is plus beautiful part of music. 
you know, it's there. Uh, you as a <laughs> surfer, there's no waves to ride if you don't have any up, up and down, right? That's like, right. And That's where's right. the fun in that? <laughs> That's 100 percent true. I love it so much. I, I do want to be respectful of your time, friend. I feel like we could talk for absolutely hours, and I'm sure that we absolutely could. So you must come back again another time. I, I, I can't wait to have another beautiful, wonderful, transformative conversation with you. Uh, but for the audience, if they do want to find more, please tell them where to find you. I will put your links in the description below, obviously. But go ahead, tell folks where to go out and look for all your stuff. Yeah, just Google True Life Podcast and I'll come up. I'm on I'm on all the platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, all the podcasting ones. Come check me out. I'm on LinkedIn, True Life Podcast. I'm super stoked that it's hit uh, the top 5% of all podcasts on Listen Notes. Got over 600 episodes. I'm talking to cool people like Haley over here. I would love to have you come and check out some of my content. So just Google True Life Podcast and click the link. Or click the link below in the description yep. and go join us on this wonderful ride that we are on. Build a train of your own and let's find a hub together. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me, George. This has been really wonderful. Thank you. Hi again, friends. Frankie here. Thanks for joining us today to get the 411. You can get more details on today's guests by checking out the links in the description. And if you'd like to support more episodes of the Breaking 411 podcast, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Frankie was here and find all of my other social media links down below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review, do all those things that you wonderful listeners can do. Until next time, much love to you, my earthbound and cosmic friends. Wherever you are out there, I hope you're doing well.